Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from last week's 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading shows us that God is our refuge, our fortress, and our strength. Psalm 91. The second reading reveals that we need to be before we do. The gospel reveals that God delivers his message through many messengers. This week, show that you believe by how you live. Show your family that you are in peace by receiving Jesus in the Eucharist, his holy word, meditation, and Christian fellowship. Show them that because the Holy Spirit resides in you, you do not have to be afraid of anything or anyone. Let them see you experience God's love as you partake 
of his living bread in Holy Communion. Deacon Ken answered this, I Eucharisted Dolly's grandmother with my presence. I Eucharisted Dolly with my kiss in support of her. I Eucharisted Mark with my hug and prayers for him and his family that day in the hospital, August 10th, 1997. And I answered that, my kids, friends, and neighbors see my love for the Eucharist by my daily attendance at Mass and desire to share his love with them. I bring Eucharist Jesus to my next-door neighbor who is elderly and shut in. I Eucharisted her, as Deacon Ken would say. What was the helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? From what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken answered that God delivers his message through many different messengers. His application, I chose to represent God as his messenger in the hospital to Dolly's grandma and to the Benedictus men at St. Mary's. I think you could substitute what Ken is saying when he says Eucharisted with love, for God to give us himself in the flesh is the greatest act of love anyone could give to another. For Jesus to give himself, his body, blood, out of love for us, literally saving us from damnation, shows love to the ultimate. And I answered that. In the second reading, it said, be imitators of God as beloved children, and live in love as Christ loved us and handed himself over for us as a sacrificial offering to God for a fragrant aroma. My application, get a prayer quilt for Marlene who had a stroke and get as many people as I can to pray for her by tying a knot on the prayer quilt. Then give her that gift of love along with the healing prayers. We have a wonderful quilt ministry in our parish where people sacrifice their time and talent and loving prayers to comfort the sick. I was able to give it to her along with having an opportunity to pray with her in her home. This Sunday is the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, August 15th, that replaces the 20th Sunday of Ordinary Time. I couldn't find a lesson that Deacon Ken did on the assumptions, so I will do the answers to the personal questions alone. The gospel is from Luke 1, 39 to 56. Thereupon Mary set out, proceeding in haste into the hill country to a town of Judah, where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and cried out in a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? The moment your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby leapt in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who trusted that the Lord's words to her would be fulfilled. Then Mary said, my being proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit finds joy in God, my Savior. For he has looked upon his servant in her lowliness. 
All ages to come shall call me blessed. God who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age on those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm. He has confused the proud in their inmost thoughts. He has deposed the mighty from their thrones and raised the lowly to high places. The hungry he has given every good thing, while the rich he has sent away empty. He has upheld Israel, his servant, ever mindful of his mercy, even as he promised our fathers, promised Abraham and his descendants forever. Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and then returned home. The word of the Lord. The questions. Who traveled to the hill country to a town of Judah? Mary. Whose house did she enter? Zechariah's house. And who did she greet? Elizabeth. What did the baby do that was in Elizabeth's womb? He leapt in her womb. With what was she filled? She was filled with the Holy Spirit. And with what did she cry out? Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Three, what was Elizabeth's response? And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment, the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leaped for joy. As the baby left for joy at Mary in Jesus's presence, Elizabeth too was full of joy. A personal question. What is your response to the presence of God in your life? Whenever I acknowledge his presence, I am overjoyed and full of thankfulness. I sense his presence many times during the day. So I just talk to him about different situations going on in my life. When I am walking many times, I thank him for the beautiful trees. And whenever I see a hummingbird, I am ever so thankful. If I am praying with someone, I thank him for the words he gives me and make requests for his healing for that person. What did Elizabeth say for what was Mary blessed? That she believed that the Lord's words spoken to her would be fulfilled. What did Mary say her soul proclaimed? And in what did her spirit rejoice? Luke 1, 46 to 47. In the greatness of the Lord, her spirit finds joy in God, her Savior. Who and what is the joy of my soul? Isaiah 61.10 says, I rejoice heartily in the Lord, and my God is the joy of my soul. For he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice, like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem like a bride bedecked with her jewels. How beautiful and what joy we have in knowing we have been saved by the blood of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. What has the Lord looked upon her lowliness and what would all ages call her blessed? God looked upon her, his humble servant, and chose her to be his mother. Eight, what does God do for the lowly? Psalm 113.7 says, he raises up the lowly from the dust, from the dunghill, he lifts up the poor. What has the mighty one done for Mary? 
great things. What does she say about his name? Holy is his name. And to whom is his mercy? From age to age on those who fear him. Those who reverence him, who are in awe of him, know that he is God and there is no other. 10. What has he shown? What has he done with the arrogant of mind of heart and the rulers? Luke 1, 51 and 52. Might with his arm. He has confused the proud in their inmost thoughts, deposed the mighty from their thrones. What has he done with the lowly, raised the lowly to high places, the hungry and the rich? The hungry has given good things while the rich he has sent empty away. What has he done to Israel and to what was it according? Luke 1, 54 to 55. Upheld Israel, remembering his mercy, to his promise to our fathers, to Abraham, to his descendants forever. How long did Mary remain with Elizabeth? About three months. And then where did she go? She returned home. Personal. How can you identify with Mary's lowliness? In what way has God lifted you up? In what way has he brought you down? I answered that. Lowliness and humility are the opposite of pride. Mary had no pride in her. I can recognize the times I become proud by the spirit who convicts me of it. And I have to get my point in. There are times I ponder and reflect on God's word. This is the time I can identify with Mary's lowliness. God has lifted me up through this Bible study as I read inmates letters and bring them to the Lord through the study. The Lord brought me down when Deacon Ken was in a conversation with St. Mother Teresa, and I tried to get in on the conversation, and she turned and looked at me with a glaring look as if to say, quiet, be still. I shut up so fast and felt awful, but didn't interrupt anymore. This week, we have Psalm 45, 10 to 12. Verse 16, the queen takes her place at your right hand in gold of Ophir. Hear, O daughter, and see, turn your ear, forget your people in your father's house. So shall the king desire your beauty, for he is your Lord. They are born in with gladness and joy. They enter the palace of the king. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? For me, what hits me is verse 11. Hear, O daughter, and see. Turn your ear. Forget your people in your father's house. The day I married Ken, we left for California, and I left behind my father's house. Ken desired my beauty. Now that Ken is gone to heaven, the Lord desires my beauty. And my dependence is totally on him. I am not so beautiful now in my old age, but he sees my heart and calls me his bride, his beautiful one. I miss Ken, but God's love is so far greater. He is my Lord. Isaiah 54, 5 says, For he who has become your husband is your maker. His name is the Lord of hosts. 
Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, called God of all the earth. I can apply this to my life by seeing myself as God sees me. In an old book dated 1993 to 2000, I answered, He is my Lord. Forget everyone else and cling to my Lord. My application, by spending time alone with my Lord every day, eat with him, rest with him, play with him, work with him, etc. Make him number one in my life. I wrote this long before Ken died, and he was number one in my life then. The commentary for this week. Today's gospel shows us something about the kind of women through whom God chose to fulfill his purpose. Mary, upon hearing the incredible news about her aged relative, Elizabeth, becoming pregnant, sets out on a four or five day journey south. The meeting becomes a meeting of special joy and significance because they both had so much to share. The power of their thoughts and feelings emerge very strongly in Elizabeth's benediction and Mary's hymn of praise. The gift of blessedness makes a powerful impact on Mary. To her was granted the blessedness of being the mother of the Son of God. Her heart must have been bursting with joy at so great a privilege. Yet that very blessedness was to be a sword to pierce her heart. It meant that one day she would see her only son hanging on a cross. Many times to be blessed and chosen by God means a crown of joy and a cross of sorrow. We must come to know that God does not choose a person for ease and comfort and selfish joy. He chooses one to do a task that will take all one's head, heart, and hands. God chooses a person in order to use him or her. It is the mystery of blessedness that it confers on a person, both the greatest joy and the greatest task in all the world. We will do well to remember that Jesus Christ came not to make life easy, but to make men great. We celebrate today that all ages have come to call her blessed. She saw nothing in herself but a maidservant who understood little, but trusted and obeyed completely. Let us all assume her holy attributes of gentleness, humility, and obedience, and we too will be blessed. The application for this week. The first reading reveals the spirit within us is stronger than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. The second reading showed that a Christian is born to live forever. The gospel reveals that a blessing is a gift from God to you and for others. This week can be a time of great joy and possibly even a time of great pain for you. You can ask God to bless you with a spirit that hungers and longs for him. You will be opposed by the many distractions when you decide to submit yourself to Christ. Each day, make time alone to pray to Jesus. Read a passage of scripture, meditate on it. And then like Mary, be submissive to someone who is near to you. That means putting that person first. It might mean ridicule or even rejection. Remember, blessedness is loving others, not yourself.
Jesus died for you, and this makes you blessed too. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.